Hi guys, it's Abu Bakr. Thanks for tuning in to Thoughts at 30. If you heard the first episode, then firstly, thank you. And welcome back. But you'll also know that today's episode is about becoming a parent. As we grow older, we change. Our personality changes, our opinions change, and our conversations change. At 30, I look around and a lot of my friends are married. Many of them have children. Naturally then, I think about this stuff too. What is marriage like? And maybe even more importantly, what is it like to become a parent? I'll be completely honest. The thought of becoming a parent terrifies me. It's the single most frightening thing that I can think of in the future. But that's not because I don't want children. It's because I want to do the utmost justice to that responsibility. I can't think of a bigger responsibility than bringing a new untouched life to this world. It's a blank canvas that is impacted by every single tiny thing his or her parents do. I'm in a privileged position where a lot of friends confide in me. Unfortunately, a few of these friends have some serious mental health problems that they've told me about which have come directly because of the action of their parents. I have a friend who has always struggled with extremely low self-esteem because her parents kept telling her she had an unattractive nose since she was a kid and that she had to make up for it by keeping herself fit and away from the sun so that she doesn't tan because of course sadly as with most of Asian culture dark skin was also frowned upon. Another friend of mine traced his anxiety with the help of his therapist back to his pre-teen days when his parents kept getting into fights. He was so used to being in a state of panic for so long and for so many years that he developed near crippling anxiety and may have to deal with that for the rest of his life. This is the tragedy of bad parenting. A child has no control over his or her birth or the circumstances he or she is born in. A baby is just put into a situation and if that situation involves parents that do things like I mentioned before, to feel the repercussions for nearly uh forever even people who don't have serious psychological issues mirror their parents in one way or another a lot of comedians were born into unstable families and abusive parents and developed comedy as their defense mechanism and a lot of people have some social anxiety because of a disruptive family structure This is why before I ever become a parent I feel like I need to make absolutely sure that I'm ready to shoulder the responsibility. This means I need to be healthy physically, mentally and also have a partner who is equally ready and healthy and just as aware of the responsibility. If and when I decide to have a child, that is surely mine and my future partner's choice. we would do it for us it puzzles me then why a lot of parents have a sense of entitlement with their children you often hear the cliched i took care of you as a kid and you are so ungrateful i know i'm not a parent yet but i just can't see myself ever using this phrase once a kid is born i have no choice but to make sure he or she is fed and taken care of 
it's impossible for the child to support itself, and it, it would exist because of me. How on earth am I in any position then to expect gratitude from this child? I'm not advocating that children should not respect or be grateful at all to their parents. What I am against is this entitlement and blind expectation. Respect needs to be earned. It shouldn't be assumed. The worst parents let themselves off the hook because of this entitlement. And I personally feel like this entitlement breeds superiority. One of the most common situations I witness as a Pakistani living in Chicago is meeting other South Asians who are almost living two separate lives because of their parents. Many Pakistani and Indian families move overseas while their children are very young or before they're born and raise them in a foreign country. They're adamant that they want their children to have the same culture, values, and lifestyle that they have and led themselves. But their kids are brought up in a much different place than they were. They see one culture and value system at home, and another in school and in day-to-day life. Neither is wrong, but parents single out the one foreign to them as wrong. And the kids do the same, because to them, the South Asian culture is foreign, and may seem like the wrong one. When I talk to my friends in these situations, they tell me that their entire life they felt different. And it is especially worse for girls. My female friends tell me that their parents disapproved of almost all the things that were normal for their non-immigrant friends. Things like what they wore, what they consumed, how long they stayed out, wanting to move out and be independent once they graduated, uh, who they dated, and at times just dating altogether. I think it's important to find balance. It is reasonable to want your children to reflect your culture and values, but it is wrong in my opinion to alienate them by expecting them to be just like you in a completely foreign environment. This is where understanding and conversations are important. When the friends that I mentioned before would vent to me about being treated unfairly, I would ask them if they ever tried talking to their parents. They would always tell me that they tried, and they tried, and they tried. Their ideas would be shot down, their arguments overlooked, and if nothing else, they were told that they have to listen and act exactly as their parents asked them to, and not question it, because no matter what, they have to respect their parents and be grateful for them. Again, we are back to that entitlement. Some parents fall back on this when they can't find solid reasoning to have a nuanced debate with their children. As a result, children are forced to rebel and end up living these double lives that I was talking about. I understand that religion and culture and values are very important to some people, and it may be very taxing on some to see their children stray away from these things. But as with all things, it is important to try and be as balanced and understanding as possible. In America, attire is more liberal than it is in South Asia. Children tend to move out as adults and try a more independent lifestyle. You interact with people of all ethnicities and sometimes find a romantic partner in them. None of these things are seen as wrong from a societal standpoint, 
and rightly so. So it can't be an expectation from children growing up in this environment to not want this. And it is wrong to force them to do so and make them different, make them feel different for no fault of their own. Important values and restrictions that a parent might feel are vital can still be instilled without completely changing a person from the people around them. But I feel the most important thing has to be frank and honest conversations between children and parents in which nobody is alienated. It is emotional distance, one-way arguments, and unfair restrictions that again end up hurting a child. Parents should not do that or feel entitled to do that just because they give them life. The final thought I have about this is a very personal and important thing to me. And that is my desire to have a daughter. In 30 years of being alive, the single biggest frustration I have is on hearing the unfair treatment by parents of their daughters. The Western world definitely has its problems, and so does the rest of the world. But I have to speak from experience, and the amount of discrimination I've seen in the South Asian community, especially amongst my own acquaintances, is nothing short of shocking. Daughters are treated differently than their own brothers in an already unfair world. I know girls personally who did way better than their brothers in high school, but were sent to a cheaper and inferior college just so their brothers would be spent more money on. I know girls who were only allowed to stay out of the house till sunset, while their brothers could return at midnight. And I know girls who were told they needed to get married as soon as they finished college, while their brothers were encouraged to take some time to travel and spend money on themselves. You can probably guess how it went for the girls who tried to stand up for themselves and talk to their parents. They were shot down, they were told they were wrong, and when they asked why, we are your parents. You should listen to us and listen to whatever we say and respect us no matter what, instead of arguing. I cannot imagine how it must feel to be one of these girls given less opportunity than your sibling, maybe even married off as soon as you finish school, and constantly discriminated against just because of your sex and because you were born to one or two parents who felt like they could make choices for you because they made you. Something you had no control over. This is just one of the ultimate tragedies. And this is why I want to have a daughter. So I can hopefully... God willingly empower her and watch her thrive. I want to make sure she lives in a world in which she never feels different because of her ethnicity or her sex. I want her to live a life in which nothing holds her back and every dream she has is achievable. I am constantly, constantly terrified of becoming a parent. And it's thoughts like these Thoughts like becoming a father to a daughter, which are few and far between that actually excite me to become a parent. As we wrap up this episode, I'm going to read an excerpt from Khalil Gibran's poem titled On Children that I feel is relevant to the discussion. Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters 
of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. I want to be a father, but I don't want to own a child like property. Children are only with us for a certain period of time. Eventually, we will be no more and they will live on. Let's learn from the amazing, amazing parents around us. I was super lucky to have the parents I did. Let's try to be the best parents we can possibly be. Let's bring someone into this world and make them feel blessed to be where they are. And so they can have the happiest life during their time on this planet, their time with us, and the rest of their time after we are gone. Thanks for listening to Thoughts at 30, everybody. I'll see you next week.